Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. back with the coyote fitness podcast hunter here coming to you from the mobile coyote podcast studios from gluckstat coyote fitness gluckstat first time recording here uh so if you hear some uh some sounds in the back that's the uh the highway going by and uh, we're just going to roll with it because uh we just want a little ambiance here but today what we're going to do is we're going to interview the head coach at coyote fitness gluckstat mr Derek nash Derek, glad to have you on the podcast thanks man that's exciting you sound excited. I am pumped, right? So, so uh, I'm uh, you wore your Coyote Fitness podcast shirt. I did. So I'm excited to uh, for everybody to hear you. So, uh, Derek, tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Uh, you know what? Just give us a little bit of background here. Uh, I grew up out at the reservoir. Um, lived there since I was four. Um, went to Northern Franklin High School. Played some football back in the day. Nothing very serious. What what uh what position did you play in football? Receiver, a lot of blocking. A lot of blocking. <laughs> Not a lot of catching. Mostly blocking. Okay. Um, but you know you get to crack block people when they weren't looking at you, so that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. So, did you play in high school? High school, yeah. So uh, I'm guessing you started working out and for football at high school. Uh, you know I was actually listening to Keaton's podcast and he was talking about all the stuff he used to do and at our high school. I don't know if it was different when he was there, but. He was a little bit after you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of bit after me. You, get, you just got it primed and ready for him, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, we mostly, all we ever did was uh, some squats, not very good squats, some bench press. So who was uh, running y'all's program there? Was that like one of the football coaches? Yeah, it was one of the football coaches. Um, that's kind of how it was. Yeah, nobody took it seriously. It was like, here's the weights. And get, yeah. get, get after it, boys. Do some squats and some pull-ups, um, put bench press, and then every now and then we would do some power cleans, but – not very much. So, um, you played you played through high uh, high school um, um, football. Then, mm-hmm. so what what'd you do after high school? Uh went to Heinz for a while. Um, started working right out of high school. Um, what were you doing for work? I uh, started doing bricklaying. Oh, yeah. Woo! It's a lot of fun. I didn't know you did that. I did. I went to, <laughs> went to school at night and did uh, bricklaying during the day. That's tough. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a lot. Yeah, it was hard. Um, so you bricklayed, you went to school, then you decided you didn't want to do bricklaying much longer. No, uh, I got a job at the Rankin County School District, actually. Um, okay. Working in the accounting department. Accounting. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So that was tough. And then I just kind of bounced around and I've done a little bit of everything. I worked at a bank. I lived in Florida. I worked at a manufacturing plant. I didn't know that. Where they make the, uh, Simply Orange. Okay. Bottles. Where in Florida is that? Orlando. Oh, sweet. But you, know, you work. 16 hours a day so there's not really much to do <laughs> you got one day off a week you didn't really get to go to disney world i or never went to disney world or really any of that stuff. or not, universal studios not even once how long did you live there six months six months and you're yeah. like this well and you know not to dive too far off into it but yeah my parents had a bad car wreck oh. father passed away and mom needed mom needed me here man that's so that's it, tough so but it worked back. out like you know had i not come back here 
probably would have never met Avery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything so, happened for a reason, right? Connect the dots afterwards. So, absolutely. So, gosh, I'm sorry about about that. I didn't know about that with sorry. your dad. Uh, so you you moved to Florida, moved back here. What'd you do when you moved back? That's when I worked at the bank. And then what I, bank were you working uh, at? Regions. Regions right Bank on Spillway Road. Okay. And then I uh, started working at Super Shakes after that, running that business for several years. So when did they open? 2013, is yeah. that right? Super Shakes. Oh, uh, they were open before I got there. Uh, buddy, who's one of the members. Yeah. I think he used to go there all the time because one of his best friends used to work there. Oh, really? So, you see him in there? Uh, yeah. I used to, so, I, so I knew Buddy before I started working here. Um, so I worked there for several years and then uh, started CrossFit. Yeah. Uh, about a year before COVID. So it was that 18? 20, uh, 2020 was COVID. So 2019. Yeah, about that time. And was working out at the reservoir. Uh, and then when me and Avery were going to move over here with her parents for a little while, I was like, it's time to go coyote. Not to mention, I worked with Claire at Lulu. Yeah, and she, she, was she always, convinced you. She yeah. was always talking it up. Claire was a, uh, she, she is a great advocate for coyote. That and I appreciate is. that in my wife very, very is. much so. Um, so, so let's, let's circle back a little bit while you're doing all that working and, um, you know, you're traveling a lot, you're doing jumping job to job. Uh, what were you doing for your health and fitness during that time period? Uh, after high school, wasn't a whole lot of anything. Yeah. Uh, I gained a bunch of really bad weight mm -hmm. and then I started running a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just down the street at first and then it's a little farther. So you were just like, I've put on a lot of weight. I need to do something. I'm going to start running. One of my friends from high school kind of pointed it out and not in a great way <laughs> <laughs> in front of a bunch of people. Oh, so, so, so tell us a little bit about that. Cause it, people might be able to relate to that a little bit. We were actually, uh, it was, you know, everybody's in college at Mississippi state. We're at the, I forgot what it's called, the junction. Is that okay. Yeah. Well, like a pregame tailgate. And he area. was in the military and he was home probably been two years after high school. And he was just kind of like, man, you put on some weight. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to tell me right in front of everybody like that. So the, the next day you just got up and, and started like, running? I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing push-ups every morning. I'm oh, going to start really? running. Uh, and I really got into running. Um, something I really love to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like it so much anymore. But, I mean, I was running seven, eight miles a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got pretty unhealthy skinny. Yeah. Like down to like 155, yeah. which was really small for me. Yeah. Uh, then started going to the gym, trying to, you know, put some weight back on. Added a bunch of more bad weight because I thought running, uh, I wasn't paying attention to diet, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, then when the super shakes thing came, I started going to the gym at four 30 in the morning and I come home and run every day. Um, which was a lot obviously. Yeah. But I felt like I had to. Yeah. Cause you were working more and, uh -huh. um, wasn't eating a lot. So I, I lost a lot of weight, but again, it probably wasn't the healthiest way to do that. So when you were running, did you ever do any races or anything? Not, I mean, it's some, but never like. You never were really training for a race. You were just running. Yeah, I was just running the run. And What's people, the longest you ever ran? I think I've run a 14 or 15 miles. Um, so like over a half marathon. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, just get out there and go. Sometimes I wouldn't even take headphones. Yeah. You just get out there and run and be in your thoughts. Yeah. But. We did a lot of that last year, yeah, and, I, and there were some times when my headphones w wouldn't work, and I'd just be out there running for an hour and a half, yeah. two hours, and you get a lot of time to think. <laughs> it's a lot of time to think. It is nice being out there in, in nature and everything, it especially is. if the weather's nice. But um, um, So you started working out in the morning at the gym. What were you doing at that point? Just the normal you know, back buys, tries, 
bro yeah. sessions legs every now and then yeah uh, <laughs> Once in a, no no i know that this the thought process is i'm running i'm getting my legs when i'm right. running I'll go, I'll go do the stair climber or yeah. something for an hour right right which is ridiculous um so you did that for a while and then you decided that you wanted to try crossfit what I, what led to that i saw it on tv oh, uh, so you saw the crossfit games yeah um it's espn a long time ago so i was really thinking about it like a lot. rich froning yeah um thought about it a lot it looked like something i would enjoy mm-hmm. um but I would never just do it. Yeah. So it was, you know, me and Avery were dating still, and she was like, just go. Yeah. Um, I like that. Just go. Just go. I mean, Quit talking like, about it. Just like, do you, it. You watch the documentaries yeah. over and over. You're obviously into it. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just do it. So what what was uh, keeping you from, from joining? Just not knowing anybody. Yeah. Um, not exactly the most social person by mm-hmm. nature. I can turn it on when I have to. Yeah. Uh, but I'm much more of a reserved person. Yeah. So, so you have to turn it on when you, when you come to work. Absolutely. You gotta, but be you gotta recharge the battery. Absolutely. You get I get home at night. I'm yeah. like, don't talk to me. Avery's <laughs> <laughs> like, you ride home with the, 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 the music. No music. <laughs> Just riding home. As soon as I get home, dog wants to play. Everyone's talking. I'm yeah. like, y'all gotta leave G- me alone. Give me, give me a few minutes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So, so you finally decided your wife or your girlfriend at the time was like, get in there. I'm tired of you talking about, it. I'm tired yeah. of you watching these documentaries just go and join. And so you joined. I did. So, so tell me about that. What was it like when you first joined? It was it was good. It was a lot of things that I really hadn't done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to badmouth anything, talk bad about anybody, but it like wasn't coaching. Um, you know, members were opening the doors. Yeah, so, so just kind of trying to figure it out on your yeah, own. Yeah, and then like I was a few months in and like there'd be brand new people coming in mm-hmm. and we'd be trying to do stuff. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'll try to help you, but like I've only been doing this a little while, but I don't want you to get hurt, obviously. So, but it, I mean, it was, it was fun. It was a good mm-hmm. group of people. It just wasn't going to grow. So once you got to, so you moved, is that what you said? Yeah, it was right there in COVID. So in 2020, you moved and you decided to join Coyote. Mm-hmm. And I worked out in Florida a couple of times before. Yeah. Uh, right when I think COVID was like kind of loosening up. Like towards the end of 20. Yeah. I remember, I remember going on my first day was. Y'all had boxes, boxes yeah. Yeah. Off. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh, oh what a year! Gonna... What a year!" I man. know we had there was like a rower and a box. Yeah, everybody the had their little area. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was good. Um, it was fun, and it's the group. And once I came out to Madison, I really kind of got your group. Got back in, got into it, and got to know people and got yeah. into the community. So, so tell us a little about. So you you moved to Madison, you started working out at Coyote. What was that experience like for you? It was awesome. Um, everybody's super friendly, yeah. really engaging. Um. And it was like, it was the first time I had like real coaching to try to help me to, to learn things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Chris and Ben. Yeah. Mostly Chris because I came in the classes he was teaching. But Chris from the uh, the OG, the original. The he's, original on, he's been on every single podcast at the, the very end. Original, original Chris original, Allen. Yeah, yeah, Chris Allen. The, the famous Chris Allen. That's right. Yeah, he's a, he's a phenomenal he coach. He was, man. It, was, uh, it just made it easier. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy what we do, but yeah. it made it easier knowing that somebody was there to to make sure you're doing things right also make sure you're not going to lift too much weight and 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 you're not going to hurt yourself and and just to give you those little pointers right uh you know something as simple as like toes to bar Mm -hmm. you know really working on learning your kip swing yeah before you start trying to just fling your feet up there yep so just little things like understanding the progressions and everything I had that conversation this morning actually yeah <laughs> with somebody so so you started working out at cody for a while at what point did you start thinking you know i think i want to be a coach it never like i've always wanted to 
do something like that. Yeah. Um, it crossed my mind several years ago to do like personal training mm -hmm. and I never just really did it. Um, before you joined Cody, right. yeah. yeah, just like regular personal training in like a regular gym. And, but, uh, it was actually your sister mm -hmm. that pointed it out. Um, wow. And she was just kind of like, you know, you love being up here. Yeah. You love being around everybody. She's like, I think you'd be a really good coach. She's like, you should talk to my brother about it. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. So I see a pattern here. It's like something stirs in your mind and it takes somebody to kind of a little yes. nudge you to, to okay. go out. I go got all it. kinds of ideas. <laughs> it's just, I don't know if they're good ideas. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so when, so when somebody else validates that idea for yeah, you, absolutely. then you're willing to go for yeah, it. It makes it, makes it gives like, you the confidence yeah, to do it. Like, yeah. Okay. So, so you're like, all right, Hunter, I want to coach. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, Derek, let's do it. <laughs> go get your level one. And, uh, I did. It was good. Yeah. And um, you, so you went to your level one and, and, uh, you had a great certification and you started coaching part-time, I think. Right. Yeah. I was doing a uh, part-time mornings in Gluckstadt afternoons in Madison. Did you start straight at Gluckstadt? I thought you started at Madison for a little while. I coached while. some nights in Madison. Yeah, that's what that, that's I mean, where, here. No, no, no. I started here at night. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh huh. And then it was to Madison. Okay. I was doing on ramp to Madison a lot. Okay, you're doing Madison. Yeah. So, um, so tell us about once you started coaching. Tell yeah. So, you know, you started coaching before we had like a full training process. So we yeah. went, we did a little bit of training, but then you were just kind of off and off and at them. So yeah. tell us a little about you know, that experience once you started coaching and what you liked about that? It was, uh, it was different. It was new. Um, but it's just, like I said, I'm not a very big people person, but I don't know when you get up there and you start going you start teaching and, you know, as soon as you can start helping somebody learn a skill, yeah, it just, it makes your day. I think you are a, a great people person. I just think you're more of a one-on-one -on -one connector yeah. than, um, yeah, it was super intimidating standing in the front of the class. At yeah. first. That, was, that was the hardest part of yeah, all of this, yeah, was yeah, yeah. getting used to the brief standing in yeah. front of everybody. Talking in front of yeah. a group of people. And knowing what to say, knowing not what not what not to say. Yeah. Yeah. But but so you start coaching, you're um you're getting to know the people, you're seeing the same people every day, you're doing on ramps and you really start to enjoy it. So tell me tell me what you what you like most about coaching. Well, the funniest the people, um, and being able to just help somebody do something mm -hmm. um whether it's you know helping them tweak their diet a little bit mm -hmm. or learning toes to bar or right. a little cue on like a snatch or even their back squat or air squat i mean anything break yeah. it down to an air squat like mm -hmm. some people come in they can't air squat yeah so and then, most people and then you got like a month in and they're doing air squats and they look awesome mm -hmm. it's just the little wins like that that just build up to big wins so you started coaching at coyote you were doing um part-time you were kind of moving around and then this uh the head coach position at Gluckstat came yeah. available quick quickly yeah <laughs> and so uh so when when I, I talked to you about that tell me a little bit about that process what that was like and kind of decision just to go all in and, and go full-time it was a, uh, it was surprising that it happened so fast yeah um but like you said once I mean I'm one of those people that once I decide I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it uh and I'm gonna be in it mm -hmm. um so the opportunity to jump into something that I didn't think would be available right away. That was available right away. I was like, I mean, it's no brainer. I yeah. got to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been great. Like I love doing this. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's probably the first job I've ever had where like coming to work every day is exciting. Wow. That's awesome. And, and it really is <laughs> like, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Um, it's fun. 
because we're all doing the same thing. Yeah. So it just makes and it. And you're, you're developing relationships and you're <laughs> hanging out with people. Like I walk over here and you got a group of guys that you're working out with and um, <laughs> that you've been with since you, since you got over yeah. here. And yeah. uh, you're just developing those relationships. And yeah. so let's talk a little bit more about, you know, the Gluckstack community in general. Tell, tell me some of the, um, the big wins that you've seen with some of the members over here uh, since you've been coaching. Man, it's just, to me, uh, when I started, the community was – it's already been a good community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just getting them to you know, accept me. As yeah. Being. Um, but I feel like they've done a great job of like allowing me to be a part of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even from little things like uh, getting me like a birthday present the first year I was here. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, a couple weekends ago, several of them threw me a shower. Yeah. For our baby. Yeah. That's coming. That's um, awesome. And, you know, it was just, that's been fantastic. It's it's really cool when you really invest in people and then they um, show you that they value the investment and the time that you put in them and to and reciprocate and say, you know, we want to have a shower for you or we appreciate you. Here's a birthday present or those things. It really shows like, because you and I both know this job is very, um, we give pretty much everything we have every single day. I mean, it's, it's like uh, you invest so much in people and you want it so much for them that it can be, it can be difficult at times. And so it just takes a lot. And so for you to feel appreciated and seen and valued, it goes, it goes a a lot. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's like fuel for the fire almost. Absolutely. And then seeing somebody that couldn't do a pull up. Yeah. Something as simple as that, being able to do their first pull-up. Yeah. Um, I've got several people I'm working with. I, know, I keep bringing up toes bar, but yeah, working on that progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's coming for them. And you know, just seeing the little wins that continue mm-hmm. to build and build and build, and their excitement when they do something that they didn't think they could do. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your own fitness fitness journey since you uh, since you've been at Cody and you've kind of transitioned into. Uh, into coaching what it what is your fitness journey like how has it progressed i mean i've gotten i don't know like i don't work out as much as i did mm-hmm. um you know you think oh, i'm gonna be at the gym all the time i'm, <laughs> I'm fixing to work out famous last words <laughs> i'm fixing to work out that was that all I, the time. i've said that a lot i was like oh, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna get super i'm gonna open up a gym and i'm gonna have i'm gonna get super fit and it's like the opposite you have less yeah, time to train it's, than it's you less do time to work out yeah you gotta yeah. squeeze it in yeah um, but I don't know. It's, I've learned to not really just focus as much on, you know, what I'm doing, I guess. Yeah, does, uh, absolutely. And you just work out with your sister a lot. Uh, I definitely don't have the energy to do that anymore. Well, she doesn't either. I know. <laughs> but I stopped doing that a long yeah, time. Yeah, Once yeah, I started yeah. full coaching, I was like, I don't think I'm going to spend all my time. I've tried to it. tell people like, like spending time with somebody who is basically full-time athlete trying to make it to the games you're not doing yourself any favors because you're just you're just setting yourself up to just get crushed. Absolutely. You don't have the time and energy to devote to work. It's not, and it's not necessarily the training, it's the recovery. It's yes. what you have to do outside the gym to be able to recover and come back and do it the next day. Right. And so like working out in the mornings, I can go home and rest, get my energy back, and then I can come back in here and work out. Mm-hmm. I mean, coach the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. So this is good. So, and this is something we talk with all our coaches about is to be a coach, you know, and this is something that I think we used to do and a lot of other gyms do is let's find the fittest people in the gym and think they're going to be a good coach. Well, what makes somebody super fit is not necessarily it's going to make them a good coach because 
they have to transition out of the idea of I'm showing up to the gym for myself to I'm showing up to the gym for everybody else. Right. And that's a transition that you've made very well. Yeah. And um, you have to if you're going to be a good Absolutely. coach. Because at the end of the day, the uh, the members and they come first. And if you get super busy and people are coming in all day, every day, you, there might be a day where you just don't get your workout in. You have to be okay with that. Um, so um, tell us a little bit about that kind of transition of my fitness is my top priority to the members' fitness is my top priority. And... I'm going to continue to work out and be a good example and, and have my goals. But ultimately at the end of the day, if push comes to shove, I'm going to prioritize my members fitness over my own. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of summed it up right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, 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 we nailed that one. That's, home. I mean, that's a hundred percent true though. Like at the end of the day, you got to be okay with it. Not being, you know, it's not about you. Yeah. It's about everyone else. That's and right. if you want to be good at your job and mm-hmm. you want to, you know, coach people, you have to be able to have the energy to coach them. That's right. Oh yeah. That, I mean, the energy is big. Yeah, Cause if you, if you're exhausted and you're coming in and you're like, all right, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Have at it. Take off. <laughs> I'm tired. Cause I worked out for two they're hours. They're not going to be excited. Yeah. Uh, it's hard anyway. So if you're not excited, they're not going to be excited. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what you're what you're looking forward to in 2024 with 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 the gym and the and the members we've added a, a good amount of members this past year which has been awesome to see the gym growing what are you looking forward to as far as you know for a while you were basically the only coach in Gluckstadt and so you uh you know we now we have another another awesome coach here Victoria and uh so you're able to kind of work with somebody else um every day and 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 kind of help each other out tell us what you're looking forward to for for next year at the gym Hopefully we can continue to grow and just continue to build on the community. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I mean, it's really a tight knit group of people already yeah. that we're here, but the new people integrating in, um, that's kind of the goal. I feel like that's our main goal Yeah, would be to be able to integrate all the new people into the, uh, already members. Absolutely. So what are some strategies that you see to, uh, to, to do that? Uh, to me, one thing that works the best is just, uh, introducing people to everybody Mm -hmm. um and then finding those certain people in all the classes that are the overly friendly ones yeah uh and relying on them to help do you have those conversations Mm -hmm. with those people yeah so you're like hey we got these new people coming in i just did an on-ramp session with them on saturday they're going to be coming to this class do you mind like introducing yourself and making them feel welcome absolutely like we got uh two people that joined um jake and lauren martinson Mm mm-hmm uh, and they come in the afternoons mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, I think it was one of his Jake's second or third workouts. It was wall balls. Yeah. And we got ready to do them. And he's like, what's a wall ball? Yeah. And so, uh, now every time, uh, house season, he's like, we're doing wall balls. It's a perfect <laughs> workout for you. So it's just little things like that where yeah. everybody's excited to see them. Yeah. Like that. No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So let's, uh, before we move on to the next segment, let's give a, why don't you give a little, some some tips or any or something for members that that are listening or people that are just getting started at coyote what are what are a few tips that you've seen that um can really help people make make progress quickly or you know help them achieve their goals a little bit better uh first thing i would say is uh try to have the conversation with whoever your coach is yeah uh about you know your diet yeah um and not necessarily you have to be like super dialed in Mm -hmm. but just the conversation to Hey, I'm starting this new journey. Mm-hmm. I've never really paid attention to what I eat before. Mm-hmm. Just so somebody can tell you like, you know, 
carbs aren't evil. Yeah. You need them to do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I came from that world where, you know, low carbs, no carbs. Uh, I need to lose weight, so I'm not going to eat. Yeah, I'm not going to eat carbs. Yeah. Um, can't do that and do what no, we're doing. Definitely not. Um, just having those little conversations like that and then being willing to hear mm-hmm. uh, what somebody's saying, accepting yeah. coaching. I know we talk about that. Uh, coaching is it's here to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like, a, hey, you're doing a bad job. It's not judgment. Right. It's a, hey, I think you could do this better mm-hmm. if you worked on your progression to yep. this. And that's, uh, that's the environment that we work really hard to create. It's Absolutely. Like, we talk about that a lot as the safe environment where it's okay to um, get feedback and, hey, this is something that can help you, and it's not, oh, you suck at this. Right. You know? And so trying to create a judgment-free gym where people feel safe and accepted and it's okay to try new things and it's okay to do something wrong because and um, a coach is going to be there to help you out and help you help you improve. That's always something. Absolutely. Um, so you talked a little bit about diet. What about protein? You know, we talk about protein a lot. I, I just had this conversation this morning with a member. Uh, today was his one year. Yeah. Um, and he did his body scan and hadn't had a, he's had a ton of progress in the gym, obviously, but his the body composition, body composition hasn't changed. And so I mean, it was as simple as like, Hey, how much protein are you eating a day? Mm-hmm. It's like around a hundred. I was like, man, you half weigh, of what you need. I to was be. like, you weigh 185 pounds. Yep. I was like, try to get that. Just try it for like a month, man. And then like, we'll look back at it and just see, um, what the difference might be. Mm-hmm. So just something like that. I mean, this little conversations that I've seen that. that so many times, like countless times with people that are making, they're sending PRs at the gym, they're getting faster, they're getting better at the movements, but their body doesn't change a whole lot. And it, and as simple as put two scoops of protein in a shaker bottle, exactly. take it to the gym, exactly and when you get done with the workout, fill it up with water, shake it up and drink it. That's the only thing you have to change. It, <laughs> don't change anything else, and your body will change so fast. That's funny. If somebody's listening to this podcast, they're gonna be like, I see where, oh, Derek, I see where Derek got it from. <laughs> But I, I mean, I like I've seen it so many times that it's just mind blowing because people are you're putting in all this work, but you're not getting enough protein. And people, I think people look at like protein as though that's just another thing I have to buy is you know that's protein powder. But if you break it down, protein powder is the cheapest protein you're going to get out of anywhere. It's cheaper than chicken. It's cheaper than beef. It's cheaper than anything. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you're going, if you're serious about changing your body the first thing to do is make sure you get enough protein. And the cheapest way to do that is to buy protein powder. Absolutely. It's cheaper than anything else. And so like the one thing you can do to change your body composition first and foremost outside of working out is drink protein after your workout, put 100%. it in a shaker bottle, fill it up with water. That's all you have to do. You come five days a week, you're getting an extra. So you two scoops of a cent is 50 grams. That's an extra 250 grams a week that you're getting. So in that case, this person, he's getting about a hundred grams through what he's eating, which is pretty typical. Most yeah. people sit in that if they're not tracking, they're in that 80 to 120, 130 grams. So we get, we say, all right, let's add two scoops of a cent protein after workout. That's 50 extra grams. All of a sudden he goes from hundred to 150. Now he's close to what he needs to be in his body. And you and I talked about this the other day your body has been trying to put on this pro this muscle, but it keeps having to break. Let's, let's, let's dig down into real quick before we move on to what's actually <laughs> happening. Your body, when you work out, you're breaking down muscle. So your body has to repair that muscle. If it doesn't have the amino acids, which it's going to break protein down for, 
in 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 your body to be able to repair it's going to have to get those aminos from somewhere what it's going to do is it's going to break down muscle from somewhere else so you're you're in this vicious cycle of you're breaking down muscle to repair other muscle that you've worked out and so the only way to break that out of that cycle is to have enough aminos in your bloodstream already so you don't have to break down muscle so instead of being in that vicious cycle of breakdown protein i'm sorry breakdown muscle to repair other muscle you're you can just supplement protein and then all of a sudden you're going to start building muscle on top of the muscle and all of a sudden you'll see these people that have these scans where they put on five six seven eight pounds of muscle in a month and they're like holy crap i didn't even know this is possible it's like it's because your body's making up for the six, nine, 12 months that it's been trying to, to do this and, and, and has been able to because you haven't been giving it the building block. So simply putting two scoops of a sin in a shaker bottle, taking it to the gym, filling up with water afterwards is going to be the cheapest and the most effective way for you to, to put on muscle than anything else. And like, I just did it within yeah. like the last, what I say, week? Yeah. In the last week, I put on what, two pounds, two, three, two and three pounds of muscle? You're like, how is this even possible? I was like, is this real? Yeah. Or did the scanner mess up? No, but, it's yeah. real because it's just, your body's been craving that protein for yeah. so long. And so now it finally gets it. It's like, okay, all right, I can finally do what I've been trying to do. Absolutely. And don't be scared, you know, that you're going to gain a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, muscle burns fat. So maybe you do gain some weight at the first. But it's going to be, mu- that's why we do the scan because you, w- you will gain weight yeah. probably, but it's going to be muscle. Absolutely. I gained a couple of pounds, but it was muscle. Yeah. You, you gain a couple of pounds, but your body fat percent went down. Yep. And then, so basically what happens is your body has been wanting to put this muscle on for so long because you've been working out, you've been doing all this stuff, you've been working these, your muscles where well, you're going to put on the four, five, six, seven, eight pounds of muscle, whatever it is. And then you're going to, that's going to slow down. And then at that point is when the, the fat's going to really start coming off at that point. So, um, you'll see. Typically, what I'll see is when somebody starts getting enough protein, they'll put on muscle for about a month, month and a half, two months at a really rapid pace. And then all of a sudden, the muscle will slow down. And then that third, fourth month, they'll lose 10, 15, 20 pounds of body fat like that because um, they finally, their body's finally starting to adapt. And then that's how you can look at somebody in three months apart and they look like a different person. Simply by adding protein. Absolutely. So, all right, uh, before we move on to the next segment, that was that was really good um, advice. Anything else you want to say to anybody listening? Uh, maybe somebody that comes to your class every day or people that, that are, that are uh, consistent at the Glux at Gym that you want to encourage them or provide any tips or anything? I just thank you, man. Just uh, thanks for making this fun. That's awesome. Um, because without them – you know, we'd be talking to ourselves. That's right. <laughs> we wouldn't have um, a job if it wasn't for them. Right? And it's fun just interacting with people. Yeah. Um. Thanks for, you know, making it easy. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Great. So, grateful, man. That, that that's such a that's such a good headspace to be at. So, all right, let's move on to the next segment. Outside the box. So you and I talked a little bit. <laughs> that's your first time never hearing me do that, isn't it? I've never it? seen you do <laughs> it. I've heard it a bunch of times. I've never seen it happen. So why did you make me do it? Uh, uh, you want to do it? No, you want to try? try? No, thank you. I think the people want to hear it. I don't think they do. <laughs> okay, so uh, so we talked a little bit beforehand, and your wife is due pretty soon. You're getting ready for to anytime have your first. Anytime in the next month. Anytime in the next month. We could have a chat. So tell us a little bit about that. What's going through your head right now? Uh, I don't, I keep, people keep asking, like, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And You're I, never going to be ready. And all I tell them is, like, I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I'm ready to meet him, um, ready to see what he looks like, like, in person. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't I don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. Um, I You'll know figure it out. Yeah, I mean, 
I know they're going to hand you this baby and be like, all right. Here you go. See you later. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, luckily, Avery's a, you know, a nurse in the pediatric ICU. So she's got a lot of experience with babies. Uh, so she can teach me. So she, she, she's, she's pretty well versed in yeah, what she, to do. She knows what to do. She'll, she'll take over. Hopefully it doesn't turn into like her needing to be a pediatric ICU yeah, nurse. Yeah. But, uh, it's good to know that she's, that's in there if we need it. That is good. So man, it's, uh, our girls are a little over six weeks now and it's crazy how fast it's gone and how fast they're growing. It's been, it's been so awesome. So it's crazy. It's been six weeks. I know it is. It is. It's going by fast, you know? Um, but uh, man, you're 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 in for the best days of your life, man. Yeah, coming I mean, up, so we're excited. Excited uh, for y'all. Avery's really excited. Yeah, uh, I think every day when she gets home, she goes in his room and does something. I don't know what she's doing in there, <laughs> but she, she just goes in there. <laughs> uh, like last night, I got home from the gym and she was in there. Yeah, I was like, you're what, like what are you doing? Like, what are we doing? She's like, I'm just moving stuff around. Yeah. I was like, what? she's starting to nest, man. She, That's she's what just happens. Like moving nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. in there hanging out. Yeah, man, and man, I'm excited. Excited for y'all. Excited to watch watch uh, that journey. Um, and so we also talked a little bit about, you know, your big Alabama football fan. Tell us about that. What what made you like Alabama to begin with? Well, when I was a kid, uh, I have a half-cousin um, who's a good bit older than me and my brother. And that's where he went to college. Um, and, you know, growing up, he's 10, 15 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So it was he was cool, right? Um, so that's where he went to college. So I thought, you know, hey, I'm going to be a fan of this people. Cause yeah, because that's, that's where he went. He's yeah. cool. He's cool. He's yeah. a cool guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm an eight-year-old. Yeah. I don't know any better. So I've just always been an Alabama fan since then. That's so funny how we, like, latch onto these teams when we're little kids yeah. for the most arbitrary reason. Absolutely. And, and then the next thing you know, we're fans for life. And then, like, you know, everybody wants to give me a bunch of – Grief about, oh, of course you're an Alabama fan. Right, right. Well, yeah, I've been an Alabama fan. When they weren't good. Since way, since way back yeah, when. When they weren't good, I'm not going to stop being one now mm-hmm. just because they're doing well. So that was back when Bear Bryant was coaching. Yeah. <laughs> not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I am old, but I'm not that old. No, it was uh, Gene Stallings and them in the 90s. Yeah, early the 90s. 90s. Yeah, when, yeah. Yeah. That was back when I was first really getting into uh, to watching college football, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Um, so you're, uh, you, you and I are texting a lot about the Alabama Absolutely. games because my wife's a huge Alabama fan Absolutely. too. And, uh, it's been a different year. It's been a different uh, year, but uh, looking better. Yeah. But I mean, we'll still got a chance to make it to the playoff. And it's, it's a chance. Just got to beat Georgia, right? Yeah. That's not as easy. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not like, it's not what it used to be. Never easy. Never no, easy. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, you told me you got a, uh, couple recommends to add before we uh, wrap it up here it's just two things i started re-watching um one of them's quarterback series on netflix yeah Dude, qb1 yeah it's so good or is it or is it just called quarterback quarterback yeah, with the yeah. pro guys yeah and it, it just shows you like you know we only ever see them on sunday mm-hmm. and see them playing the game mm-hmm. but just to watch the things that they have to do to be at that level oh yeah um so like you can put that back to anything you're doing in life uh whether it's the gym or your job like if you want to be Patrick Mahomes, yeah, that'd be great. You, you got to put the work in. Like he's putting work in. Oh, he works really hard. Like he yeah. trains at his, the facility. He goes to a different facility and trains with another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he does all kinds of stretching. He has his own field. He p- yeah. put at his own house to like throw. He's at. just. It's awesome to see how dedicated they are. Yeah, and see what the work that they actually put in. Because mm-hmm. um, like I said, you see them on Sundays. You know they're working out, but to really follow them around and see. Um, how much hard work it takes to do oh, that. Oh, absolutely. And the other one's Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah. I loved it the first time. Yeah. 
uh, and I just started back like two nights ago. Just, so you started rewatching yeah. it. It's just he's he's just so uplifting to me. Yeah, he is. Oh, um, he's so positive, and uh, he's got the worst jokes. So I feel like we, <laughs> we have that in common because I throw some. I you're kind of you're, you're kind of like a Ted. I feel like that sometimes. You you are, know? I try yeah, to be positive. Like throw a bunch of nonsense jokes out that yeah. people just kind of look at me like that was what you got. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> that's know, what I got today. You're I, laughing. How on about the a courtesy laugh? Yeah, you're, you're laughing on the inside. So uh, maybe a little shout out to the people in your class. Give Derek a courtesy That's laugh. Right. If I say a bad joke, just <laughs> act like you thought it was funny. It's okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. So quarterback and Ted Lasso. Yeah. That's that's awesome. So I'll add a recommend too. So we just started watching the the Hard Rocks in season. It started last night with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And uh, I think their coach isn't like my favorite coach in the league. I love him. He well, is so I love awesome. watching his little videos yeah. where he's like on the sidelines talking to like Tua. Yeah. Giving him grief. So they, they zoomed in on him and they, they said, and he was wearing his capris at the game. They're like the only, the, the announcers were like, this is the only NFL coach that wears pants like that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was, uh, it was really good. And I really like Tyreek Hill. They followed him around a lot this episode and his mom was on and it was really funny. But uh, <laughs> Tyreek's wife was sticking her hands up to celebrate something that happened. And she knocks this guy's nachos out of, out of his hands and it falls all over in the game and his uh his mom is like freaking out about it, it was really funny so uh hard knocks in season with the dolphins i would recommend it because uh they got a really good team and it's been been really good so anything else you want to add in before we wrap it up no man this was this was fun this was fun better than, you know, i was kind of nervous about I it i knew you were it's nervous been, about it it was, fun, it was fun it went it by fast fun. too yeah. right so uh we'll, we'll have to have you on again someday and um Thanks for being on, Derek. And uh, shout out to all the Gluckstack crew over here. And uh, keep keep fighting the good fight. And uh, we will catch you next time. silky smooth sounds.